0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two-Point Conversation football talk for fans by fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me for your NFL history episodes every single Friday. Uh, the one, the only, Mr. Andrew Lenz. Andrew, happy Friday to you. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Just trying to. Wrap up things early for this Christmas season. Just <sighs> putting the you, last.
0: You don't shop like the weekend before Christmas,
1: you coward. No, 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 Not with three kids. If we, if we I think we did. Kids it are one easy one. to shop for. Oh, kids are no, so easy. No, not when they get older. Right it's, now, uh, my, my daughter's at the age, whether she wants like she either wants like a $2 makeup kit or like some $1,000 thing that plays music or does absolute nonsense. Wow. Well,
0: you get them the knockoff brand. See, I know I'm not a parent yet, but I've seen a lot of parenting done. I have a lot of friends and I see all the mistakes that they make, you know, kids, they want, uh, you know, their iPhones and they, you want, they want their, uh, their, their PS fives and, and all this stuff. You go and get the knockoff stuff. We get the old model. That's what you do. That's how you treat kids. All right. You you keep them humble. All right. So if they want the PS5, you get them the the the, the SP5, the ones from China that are like preloaded with like 1200 video games and they look like a PS5. You know, that's how you do it. You guys are rookies, man. Y'all, you just don't get it.
1: My wife would not go for that. (sighs) <sighs> I, I did try to do that the one year my daughter wanted one of those AirPods. I think they're called AirPods. Yeah, you, get them,
0: you get them potters. You get them potters.
1: Yeah. I try to get like the $20 ones off of Amazon. And she's like, no, you can't do that. They're kind of the same. And she's like, no. So I had to walk in the Best Buy and get the Apple AirPods. And those things get left everywhere.
0: Same, same thing. Just charge extra because they're from Apple. I
1: think I think you'll see something different. But when it comes to my sons, it's a little bit different because I do want to not get them the knockoff stuff. When it comes to toys, like I don't want to get them Buster Ghost or something. I want to get some <laughs> Ghostbuster stuff.
0: <laughs> you know, you get, them, uh, get them some uh, Sergeant Joes instead of G.I. Joes. <laughs> what's he, what's he got to know? Is he, could, I don't know any difference. Get him She-Man. Get him She-Man toys.
1: Well, there was, what were those called? <laughs> there were some serious knockoff stuff. back. Oh, I'm sure. There. I'm sure. It was like the worst thing to get. There's like these wacky generic. They weren't even. Remco is the best for just absolute knockoff pieces of crap. If you knew it said Remco on it, you were like,
0: damn,
1: I need to get something. My parents didn't get it.
0: I love getting the knockoff Power Rangers and stuff as a kid. Oh yeah, it was good times. I can rant forever and ever, but you know what? One of the good things that we did get as kids—well, at least I got—at least I time. got, I got one that we're oh, going to
1: talk about today.
0: Okay, so that's what we're doing today. Uh, is we well, we figure this this month is uh, it's December. It's Christmas time. Everybody's favorite holiday. Um. It. it <laughs> so we wanted to talk about some of the fun stuff, Uh, you know, that uh, it, it, we actually haven't done like a fun uh, we've our episodes are fun. I would dare so say but we haven't done like a fun stuff, like a non football football month and probably since January or February. As it, and maybe it's been that long. I think when we were doing the TV cur- commercials like the TV and
1: the cereal. And, and, uh, t- I'm sorry to cut this, you off.
0: So oh, hard. we did do the cereal, that is right. But that was part of that month though. That was that was that was all part of that month though. So we wanted to do some of the fun stuff, right? It is Christmas time, you know, one of the most exciting things uh for me back in the day for growing up is when you open up presents from Santa Claus, from your parents, brother, sister, grandparents whoever and you have something like football related, right? I used to love when I'd open up a uh, a a brand new football jersey. All right. Um, One of the first football jerseys I can remember opening up under Christmas is, you know, I had a a Drew Bledsoe Bills jersey. But, um, you know, but those are the fun things. But uh, but but for the rest of this month, you know, we're going to talk about just some of those other little things, not jerseys. We've we've talked jerseys. I don't ever want to talk jerseys again on this show. Uh, we've talked jerseys so, so much, but uh, we're going to talk Nerf football today. We have some other fun ones we're going to talk about throughout the rest of the month. Um, we're going to talk about football board games, like electronic football and, and that sort of thing. We're going to talk a, uh, the McFarlanes and the starting lineup figures. We're going to combine those two uh, for like a toy episode, which is going to be pretty okay. cool. Um, you grew up with these more so than I did, but the Hutch jerseys, the vintage Hutch jerseys and uh, where you can legit order like a, like a little football Jersey with a, with a plastic helmet and all that jazz you know, the works. Everything. Huh?
1: Oh, the shoulder pads, the pants. Jesus. You were They're trying alive. to be alive. Even though it said, don't use it that way. You still went out. You that still
0: day. did. It's yeah. like when they, people told when they sold lightsabers, at like yeah, like do not fight with these. It's a lightsaber from Star Wars. Of course, I'm gonna fight with it. Um, and then we're gonna do. I know we've touched this topic a little bit in the past, but we we're gonna talk football video games uh, from over the years, not just Madden, but a little bit of everything. We've kind of hit on it. Uh, not so much. They, they weren't so much informative episodes as they were like light discussion ones. And I want to do it light. So that's that's what we got in the slate. But today is Nerf football. Um, a a football that I think I would like to think that everybody kind of had, and if you didn't have it, you had a friend or a cousin, or you knew somebody who who owned a Nerf football. What was your first experience with uh, with a Nerf football? If you can remember, Andrew.
1: Jeez, I don't even. I, I'm not even quite sure. I just know Nerf football was the nice, easy way. playing football especially around houses and stuff like that and then i was fortunate enough to come out when they were like hey just a regular football isn't cool enough what can we put in it hey let's put like a whistle in it and then that way when it comes by you you can hear it so it's like oh you're like a you're like an actual pro and you catch it over your shoulder because you know when it's coming because you hear that little like whistle noise. And then they were like, Hey, you kids want to throw far. I can't remember who did the commercial. I think it was John Elway or somebody.
0: Yeah. Elway used to be a big guy. Uh, he put his face and name on a lot of those Nerf footballs back in the day.
1: And they are like, you want to throw far?" like John Elway, get the Nerf football. And it looked like a missile with fins at the end of it. And then they were like, Hey, we're going to even throw whistles in that one too. So the Nerf football has always been a staple especially for pool football which i find funny because yes it it just soaks up that water and then it's just like i love how heavy
0: yeah i love how heavy you used to make them absolutely
1: that's probably that and uh slip and slide fun too because you can just lay it it was the it was the best football just for laying it up and feeling like you had this like giant gun of an arm even though you didn't because once you actually got a real football or a semi-real football in your hand, you were like, oh, I definitely can't throw that in as far as I could. But the Nerf football was just, it was easy because it was nice. It was soft. It, it was, was a
0: good developmental, like developmental football. I, I mean, I threw my first spiral. I couldn't throw a spiral, save my life on a real football for years, maybe until maybe three, two, three years ago. Like that's how like not good I was at it. But Nerf football, no problem. It was easy. It was yeah. no, no problem at all. Um, I didn't. It was, it took me a little while before I ended up having one. I had a friend we used to, you know, used to play backyard football at the time, group of friends. And we played with a Nerf football to start off with. And uh, I just, it was cool for me because I mean, you're young, like footballs aren't easily accessible as they are now. Right now you can go to five below and get a football. That's like decent. Um, And you can throw around and, and use for, for stuff and things. But um. Yeah. There's just something special about the Nerf football. I love the foam, the lightness to it. It wasn't dangerous. All right. I was an injury prone child. I can't tell you how many black eyes I got from baseballs and footballs, broken fingers, broken fingernails, all that stuff. Just hit, getting hit in the groin, like getting hit in the balls with the football is not fun. It's pointed at the edge. You um, getting the balls of the Nerf football. It's really not that bad. I'd, I kind of like it. I'm not. Kind of, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, that's
1: the episode. <laughs> anyway. Good night.
0: But um, no, in all seriousness, it it, it, it was it, it was a, just a cool invention. You know what I mean? They, they were destructive, right? Kids are destructive. You mm-hmm. don't want to give your kid the power to just an extra like a weapon to destroy with like in a football. So just, hey, just hand them. Give them this Nerf football. Things will be safe. They're fun. They're 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 pretty accurate. Um, they're pretty accurate in in you know si- as far as size, not weight, but size. You know what I mean? It, it was it was just a just a pretty fun way. I, I love the pool the, the the pool things. The whistlers were my favorite though. We're gonna talk about the the history of of where it all that came from, but or how they were released. But um, the whistle ones are my favorite. Um, it just sounded cool to throw, right? And I'm a guy who likes to make sound effects when I do stuff. Like, if I, uh, you know, like back when I used to play like make believe and stuff, if I'm shooting a gun, I'm making gun noises, pew, 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 you know, like Star Wars, pew, 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 you know, and then just to have that whistling effect added to throwing a football, come on, nothing cooler, nothing cooler. So, um, so, yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, nerf football history, nerf football, I know you got all the info line up. I did a little whole bit of homework myself, Andrew, where did the uh origin of the nerf football come from?
1: First, we gotta start with one of the pretty much the the inventor of the nerf football. We gotta go with a kick a kicker by the name of Fred Cox, and Fred Cox kind of got just put into the kicking category. He was a running back at the University of Pittsburgh, four-year starter. Gets drafted by the Cleveland Browns, and that's who he ended up with. He also got drafted in the AFL by the New York Titans, but nobody wanted to play for the Titans. So he goes to the Browns, and they're like, hey, we have Jim Brown, so we don't really need you to run the ball, but we could just use you to block. So he became a blocking back for Jim Brown, hurt his back, and then – they were like Paul Brown goes, "Hey, you want to be a kicker?" He's like, "Yeah." Well, they got one of the greatest kickers all time already on the roster in Lou Groza. So he kind of just got just got traded away because there's really no need to need him for a kicker when you got Lou Groza. And so he ends up with the Vikings and he does go it does have a successful career with the Vikings. He was Vikings leading scorer um, and everything else. He was the MVP for the Vikings in 1970. But it all happened on a day in around 1972 when a guy by the name of John Maddox comes to see Fred Coxon's back door and says, Hey, I got this idea for a football kicking game for kids. And, you know, something that they could play outside. And he said, Well, what were you thinking for a ball? And the guy said, well, I'm, something heavy. So you don't kick it out of the yard. Cause once again, we all know if you've ever played any sport in a fence yard, the ball at some point, the ball is going to leave the yard. So he goes, well, what about something like a foam, like foam rubber? And because if you're kicking, think about something kicking heavy. Well, think about kicking a Nerf football soaked with water. Is that really <laughs> the best option absolutely I mean, he Rick Cox even told him he said you're gonna have a bunch of kids with like sore legs you know hobbling around so that's probably not the best idea
0: no no that's uh the the overall concept of having you know them not go out out of the yard is is pretty cool mm-hmm. but yeah it, it would it, it it would be bad it would be bad i again injury prone me um could imagine myself some sore some sore ankles maybe a broken ankle who knows but uh but i mean i think it's i didn't realize see i didn't realize when it was invented um it was the concept was the field goal like a backyard field goal thing which i think is awesome and i don't remember ever seeing those when i was growing up um you know growing up like that's to me that's the equivalent of like everybody's got those uh those like plastic little Titan, ty- not, it's not little tikes, but um, it, those uh, the basketball nets, right? Everybody's got those adjustable plastic basketball nets to their house uh, when they're kids, usually, usually that everybody likes to dunk on. But you have, I mean, Jesus, you can kick field goals. Like how cool and crazy is that? So um, that, that again, I've never seen that connected with the Nerf football ever. So that was a fun thing to learn while doing research for this.
1: So he goes and they uh contacts a friend in the like the injection foam injection business and they come up with this they come up with this for football and they take it to Parker Brothers who I I remember Parker Brothers do you remember Parker Brothers going up or I do like,
0: I do remember Parker Brothers uh a lot of board games I think yes they they were big in the board game market and they might have had some like, basic level toys, maybe. But I, I mostly remember them from um, from board games. I can't remember which ones exactly. But I think Hasbro ended up kind of acquiring a lot of their stuff, I think. You don't see Parker Brothers anymore, though.
1: It's Hasbro owns yeah, them.
0: That's what I thought. Okay. So I was, I was on the right
1: track there. Fun fact, they also created, I do believe, the Spider-Man Atari 2600 game. Hasbro or uh Yeah, it was released by Parker, uh, That's by, by Parker Brothers. That's right. So they so they did a lot of things. So they go to Parker Brothers and they're showing them this whole entire thing, and they and he can see their face light up when they show him that this thing is a is a looks like a football, but isn't a football. And so they sign the contract right there. And the funny thing about this contract is, is there was no end date on it of him receiving royalties.
0: Oh yeah. I have those numbers right in front of me too. He has done very, very well for himself.
1: Because as we we're as we know as toys or anything with toys in general, the average toy only lasts about five years. So they figured, okay, five years, this is going to be done. It's not going to last over 50 years or close or even there or even still be going as strong as it is today so why why not even put an end date on it so he's actually made tons of money off of this probably more than he ever did playing the game of football
0: that's what he said um the numbers this is from twincities.com which is uh, a place that was referenced he 50 years after this thing is released, he's still receiving about $200,000 annually, which is tremendous. You think about, I mean, kicker pay right now, which is never really the highest in the National Football League. Now, imagine that back in the 70s, what kicker pay was like basic NFL pay was not even remotely close to what it is today. Even with inflation, for him to make 200 grand annually, that's in like, it's crazy. It's 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 crazy. But very cool that, you know, obviously the the terminology worked out very, very well um, for him, the language, so to speak, in this contract. But, man, what a uh, what a lucky break. What a lucky break. It, you see a lot of these guys, you know, especially the older day ones, they can't live off their name. Right. They can't really live off their name. Um, they have to get go get normal jobs after football. And this dude made bank. He just happened to be right guy, right place, right time. And he's. He just basically invented the nerf football.
1: It's just so crazy. So that he was making at least two hundred thousand. That's that's a really good living.
0: I know. To do nothing, to be the originator of an idea because you have the patent and all that, it's 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 crazy. And it's it's basically yeah, he retired at age fifty because of nerf royalties. Um a guy by the name of Wayne Stewart, who interviewed Cox for his book, America's football factory, uh, Western PA's Cradle creative quarterbacks from Johnny nice, Joe Montana. So he, he interviewed him and yeah, it was, it set his family up for life. 200 grand is a, uh, is really, really nice.
1: I just found out he just recently passed. Oh, about two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, two just over two years ago, November twentieth, two thousand and nineteen. Dang.
0: Well, I yeah. think I mean I think it, I think that it just it still goes to his family. I I, I believe I gotta believe he still gets royalties. I think it's it's you know maybe it's like a, his family should be set for life. I don't know.
1: So, do you know what Nerf stands for?
0: Uh, I seen it earlier. I think it's non-expanding. Um, not expanding. Something or other. I
1: forgot the last two. What the last two are? Recreational foam.
0: Knew it. Totally knew that. Recreational foam. Nailed okay. it. They had no idea about that either until we
1: did the research. <laughs> so I got a couple of like the variations that we've talked about. Did you have the like the spiral? It was the hot hands. It was two different colors. Normally, most of the time, it was either like... And this is the original, or, correct? This is the original one? No, the original one looked like a football. It just came in different colors.
0: Oh, Okay. You're talking about it, the uh, the Vortex. Um,
1: yeah. The Vortex is different. This one was like the Vortex. It had the swirls in it. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got but like, it was so a, many of these around. It, it's It's like the bigger one. It's probably the one that most of us grew up with like this is the, a little bit. Of
0: what do they call this one? Is this the Nerf Turbo?
1: Nerf. Yeah. Nerf, Nerf Turbo. Turbo. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm the looking Nerf... at, I'm like, I, I, like this picture just screams like my childhood. It's got like, it's been replicated so much, but yeah, they do like split colors, like one part black, one part green, and there's like little grooves and stuff in it. And it's supposed to make it more aer- aerodynamic, I believe is, is the logic in it. Um, I've got them in the size of my, like the size that like fits in the palm of my hands, or I've gotten full size that they're, they're pretty cool.
1: And then we have the Nerf Vortex in 1991, a screaming football called the Vortex.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that, uh, that I was crazy aerodynamic. This is, um, uh, it had like the tail on the back. hmm uh, I, to make it, it, it was like the actual football part was like just fit in the like the palm of your hands. But yeah, the I, vortex it was a, had a cool little tail. I love the whistle. Love the whistle.
1: I, this is probably my least favorite one.
0: What this version of it or this the, the 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 concept in general?
1: The the version of it, the vortex howler, is probably my least favorite. I don't know what it is with it. I didn't like it because I don't think I like the tail okay because it's weird it i think it's fun when you're playing catch but when you're playing a game it's you can't cradle it you know you can't do like where you cradle it and smush it in your arm and you do the you do the high runs where you're like pumping your arms down the field uh looking like eric dickerson going down and you got the i think that was my thing with this one my son has a has has Not well, not this one, but has the newer version of this. And for some reason, whenever I throw it, the ball automatically goes to the left. Like it won't go where I want it to. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. If you mess with those tails, it's a wrap.
1: So for me to throw it, I have to think about look off to the right and then throw it, and it normally just goes right to the left, right to them. (laughs) So. (laughs) Um, with I, this, what? Oh, it's gonna go with a with the there's tons of different, variations.
0: yeah, there's a couple of different ones. 96, they did a uh the Vortex Mega Flight,
1: that's the LA commercial,
0: that's the LA commercial. Um, there's a turbo, oh, this one's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I like how they did it, did it in Broncos colors too. That's that's pretty neat. Um, I like it, and also the box it says. Record throw over 90 yards by all pro quarterback, John Elway. So that's pretty neat. Uh, 1999, the turbo blast back ball. Do you have that? Do I have it? No. Did you ever have that? No. Um, I had no friends, but I also did not have this. This well, is kind of cool, though. This, this, is, this is what kind you of
1: would cool. need if you have no friends.
0: I know, but I did not have this. This is, uh, is kind of cool. I also, you know what, I didn't have a lot of hard surfaces to throw at and I'm not going to go to like the school around the corner and throw at the at a wall by myself. If I would have hit this off my garage, my garage would have collapsed.
1: <laughs> yeah. My son has something like this. It's called a passback, but it's not this and it's kind of fun when we go to his school and we and you know, you rock it at a certain point and it just comes right back to you right it, it's fun for a little bit but it doesn't it still doesn't take the place of catch
0: no no it doesn't it, it never will i still get together with like my brother or friend and <clears throat> i'm like hey let's just go to the football throw the football around I, I would rather do that than throw football at a wall cool idea but uh just not for me let's see. Oh, after that, looks like they uh, teamed up with the Manning brothers, mostly Peyton. Yeah. But um, yeah, because this is right before Eli got drafted, I think, or right around the time he did. Um, The gyro vortex. This one is probably my favorite design. Honestly, it's a Nerf football. It has ridges, which is like easy for grip. Um, and it looks like really, really well done.
1: I've never thrown that. I've never
0: thrown the gyro. No, I like that. If this is what I think it is, I think this is called the gyro. Um, I'm on a, using a Bleacher Report article. I, I've definitely thrown this one before. This is the name of it. it. It it's got a picture of Peyton, Archie, and Eli holding footballs. It looks like they customized it, but um, yeah, it looks like a good sized ball. But if if it's if this is the name of it, and I, I've definitely played this one before.
1: Is that a giant logo on Eli's ball. In it is 2003. It is. So it's the pitch. I wonder if the pitcher.
0: Oh yeah, this is this is definitely yeah. It is the Pate Manning gyro vortex. That's what it is. So. Yeah. No. I, I. This is probably my favorite one. It's uh just a little more detailed. I think the ball is cooler to look at. Looks like you do. I mean, if. Looks like you do team custom ones, but. Um. But yeah, very comfortable ball to throw. Do you ever have the, the the big play? You ever heard of the big play one?
1: I've Heard of the big play, two thousand and four. I'm like, I think I'm almost. Yeah,
0: you're done. an adult. Show off. Yeah,
1: sorry. <laughs> yeah, two thousand four. That's that's fair.
0: Um, th- there was an issue with this one though. Uh, it had a big it had a plastic like frame to it and uh was very very dangerous it wasn't very nerf like wasn't very nerf like i think just like the 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 tip of it was but it's not a not a good design not a good design um yeah let's see michael Vick had one they gave him they gave him one they gave him the big play uh football and that kind of fail but they did the, the different colors on it I am interested though in this Vortex Mega Howler.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I was so excited
0: what are they the, it? the the pocket vortex or whatever?
1: Yeah, what It's got a playbook on it and you could draw on it? That's what I think. Like that's what it looks like
0: to me. I like I'm going to look on Amazon when we're done and try and find this thing cuz I am like that interested in. it. Like that's a cool feature
1: that's that's really cool because i just remember drawing in the dirt right (laughs) or or you do it in the palm of your hand or if you're playing with the line whoever the lineman was that's who you had to draw the play on their back they didn't know what the play was other than feeling on the back but with this you're just like open this thing up you know like here's our play and it even gives you a little bit of a route tree on there, which is I think pretty awesome as well. To for to
0: you know, to be a kid and have the access to that, absolutely. Absolutely. I want one. I'm gonna ask yeah. one for Christmas.
1: That's an amazing idea.
0: <laughs> um, and then yeah, just a couple other ones that were like uh they were like redesigns, I guess. You got the pro grip, which is basically just the howler. Um, there's a mega howler there's a NFL weather blitz one. That's kind of cool looking, but it looks just like the Manning one. Um, classic turbo and then whatever this last, yeah, it's yeah. A lot of just recreations, but they still do well. I mean, it's a easy, like it's an easy gift. It, you see them everywhere you go. Beach house. Like I, we rented me, and my family rented out a, uh, a beach house out in outer banks a couple years ago. And, uh, and, and they were already there. Like the, it was, you just come in, you can just use whatever. And they had a little box thing by the, uh, by the, 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 the swimming pool. And it just had nerf stuff all over the place. So it's like, it's a, it's such a common brand. Um, it's a very common brand actually.
1: I think this is definitely one of those things where this is your first football toy. Definitely 100 100- percent like we talked about in the beginning. There's this is the first thing you can give to a kid to to throw around where you know they can throw instead of buying you know football. There was smaller footballs, but the nerf was always always up there. It's definitely you know I watched I came about this by knowing who the inventor was through NFL films. And Deion Sanders says, this is definitely his number one toy ever in America. Oh yeah. Like for football, like this is the number one thing I think. I don't know too many kids that didn't have one or didn't play a game with one. Cause it was just so easy. It was accessible. Uh, Even if you wanted to get your dog a football toy i'm pretty sure that the foam is not the greatest thing for your dog but even like a dog you just throw it and it would just go and grab it and chew the crap out of it and then you'd have to buy a new one but
0: yeah yeah i i I knew people who who used it to to go play fetch with their with their uh with their pups but um and they never really got super destroyed but there, you know what, though? This is funny. There was always that you always went to that. Uh, there was always that one person who had like dog, like bites, bite marks out of their Nerf football. Do you remember that? Like yes. they're their very full. Every single person like I knew had not every single person, but there was always that one person. Everybody knows that one person who like bit off a part of their Nerf football or you know what I mean? It, or their dog did. It was always one thing.
1: It just would start peeling. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, know,
0: you- when the covering would peel. That, that was a that was the worst part, I think, of putting it in the water was the eventual pe- paint peeling. But I always like the, the weathered look to it, too. It's not too bad.
1: I think it's definitely the perfect football for any kid. For sure. E- it's easy to throw, easy to catch, easy to hold on to. I don't think I've ever seen anybody fumble in their football because it's just, you just crunch it. Yeah, and it's the most perfect football gift that you can give to a child. I agree. I agree. And I can't believe it's always all invented by a kicker. That's the craziest thing. I know
0: this dude made. He made. He made. He he did well for himself. You think about that. Fifty. All right. So it was released in seventy two. We're now in 2021. Let's just say, for example, that, you know, they cut off payments after he passed away. That's. That's like 48 years. That's a You're set. You're set. I'd love to just sniff two hundred thousand dollars.
1: That would be cool. (laughs) But the funny funny thing, though, is too like he made it in seventy two. You figure it takes about a year or two. So that gives you the 74 and he still played at 75, 76 and 77.
0: Yeah. Let me just throw this nerf money on top of my, uh, my kicking money.
1: Yeah. I don't know what he, I don't know what the highest paid player was at the time or anything of that nature, but that's definitely some love of the game stuff. And this isn't like, I'm going to go to minute. This isn't Minnesota now where you're like, Oh, well, I'm in a dome or if I go to Detroit, I'm in a dome. The only thing I, you know, Chicago and green Bay, I got to worry about other than that. I'm mostly in a dome and everything else. No, he's outside in these cold, cold, you know, games. And he played like 17 years or close to it for, right. yeah. From 63 to 77 around 15, what 15 years. And so why, why do it? But he, that's the love of the game, and he created the most iconic football toy ever. And most people know about him being a kicker than they do being the inventor of the Nerf football. Right.
0: Yeah, I was just looking up. I just looked up some NFL numbers. So, uh, back in the nineteen in 1970, the Players Association they were they were trying really hard to get a minimum salary. And, uh, so minimum salary in 1970 was $9,000 for rookies and $10,000 for veterans. That's just the minimum though. Um, but in the seventies and 60s, seventies and and stuff, uh, like John Brody who, uh, I was in a bidding war with the AFL. He was making $35,000 a season in the national football league. Um, so you can only imagine and brody's pretty John brody's pretty i would dare say he's pretty famous right yeah. um that, that pretty big era there i mean no terry bradshaw but he's one of the the significant quarterbacks or players of that era um can you imagine what a kickers making at this point he's probably making the the at, at least the 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 league minimum for veterans so maybe fifteen twenty grand a year That's
1: crazy. It's so. I know it sounds so horrible, but the guy that came up with the idea of GI Joe sold his whole entire idea for a hundred thousand dollars when he could have taken a taken royalties like Fred Cox did, and Fred Cox was like, "No, I'm cool with the royalties." And they or they gave him royalties, and the guy that came up with the idea for GI Joe only got a hundred thousand dollars out of the deal for his idea. Crazy, so, right? Just nuts. Andy was also a licensed chiropractor in nineteen. He had a big year in nineteen
0: seventy two. Oh, Co- Fred Coxton. Yeah, he yeah. had to. He had to. That's that's what they did back in the day. He had to have two jobs.
1: Yeah, he made about a, earnings of about a about a hundred grand just from doing his chiropracting business and kicking footballs, and he was living good. He had a good life for you fred cox good yeah. for you and all and all in his football career was almost over with the browns
0: what a turnaround good for him good for him but um but i think that said is there anything else you wanted to add before we close up this episode nope that is all no i think that was good i think we got it through pretty thoroughly um hope you all enjoyed it man uh the nerf football in a bit of a nutshell, just a really cool invention, a very cool toy. And, uh, one that's, that's put a lot of smiles on kids faces and well knock some teeth out of other faces, but, um, maybe perhaps no, it was gentle. It was gentle. Broken lamp, Yeah. That's the worst. That's, that's the worst. Um, but yeah, so that's it next week. We're going to do the McFarlane's and the starting lineups, uh, you know, just football, I guess the closest thing to football action figures we'll ever get. I would dare so say. Um, But yeah, that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is...